so this evening you know i wanted to speak about how we can you know use the practice to to live in the middle of all of this huge chaos you know which is uh, becoming more and more apparent and at the same time you know not you know losing our marvels you know not losing faith in in the process because i have no doubt that there's something going on you know which is leading us in the right direction but sometimes you know circumstances are getting extremely tenuous you know and this is i think that has always been that way but through modern technology and uh, you know the increasing population on this planet there is it's just like displays itself in a different way than than before and you know for me it becomes obvious you know practice isn't something you know we can do if we feel like it but it becomes more and more like the most important thing really the only thing really which makes sense anymore now and uh, you know we have been living i feel like in a in a like parent child relationship you know to, towards the planet towards the universe in a way like you know ask wanting this and wanting that and not taking responsibility really for our ways of of behaving ourselves and relating you know and then you know when chaos breaks loose then somehow you know that uh, inner child wakes up and there's even more like looking for some kind of somebody who tells us you know what to do or somebody who is gonna clean up the mess you know some politicians or god or i don't know any anybody anybody and i think i think this situation makes it very clear for me that you know we have to really grow up and grow out of that way of uh, imagining ourselves in the world that paradigm of you know being okay to be like in a childlike state and not take res taking responsibility for our part and and i mean you know every person every single person it's not you know that there's a few people who can just like take on that maturing and then lead everybody else out of the chaos but i think everybody has to do what they can you know to speed up that maturing process and and i think practice is the way to do it you know to voluntarily uh make decisions about you know how we organize our lives and and trying you know to really do what we can to pay attention to what's happening and allow ourselves to be changed by that you know by just facing towards the difficulties facing towards the chaos and you know and building our lives around that most important thing is you know to develop that resiliency and to support ourselves so we can really 
be with what's happening and not distracting ourselves and we need to take breaks we need to take you know we need to look after ourselves that's clear but to know you know what is our responsibility as we are you know waking up more and more to the fact that the way how we live is not insignificant it it can take a whole planet in a complete different direction because we are just in the midst of that and uh, so you know waking up from that child position and coming out of that paradigm you know which was appropriate you know to our evolutionary kind of uh, position but now you know we have actually created the circumstances which force us to to wake up and to grow up and i think you know there is a much greater intelligence operating behind all of this so i don't think anything is going wrong but i i do think you know we really need to be careful and you know we really need to do what we can to hone you know our equipment you know which we have gotten as a as a human being you know we have this body this mind this mind heart you know which has has this uh, qualities you know which we can train through practice and and the buddha's teaching is one way you know how that can be done and it's i think a particularly practical teaching you know which has very clear instructions in particular you know the meditation instructions how we can actually tune the natural equipment which we have with the body and mind and the heart to really tune those um, qualities and, and increase their power and increase their precision through meditation in particular you know that's what we call the seven factors of awakening for example you know they are like seven qualities of the mind which are innate to anybody's mind and we can choose you know to cultivate those to their full potential and the full potential is nothing less than enlightenment and uh, you know the noble eightfold path is this ancient path which the you know the buddha shakyamuni has rediscovered like about 2600 years ago when he realized you know full enlightenment and you know he hasn't invented this path but he has rediscovered it and uh, you know it's it's basically one way how the cosmic law you know can be explained and the buddha has you know called that the noble eightfold path and uh, it's a it's a universal law how how things work you know and i'd like to read you a quote from the samyutta nikaya which is very beautiful and it's called the 
The sutta is called the city. And here the Buddha says, suppose monks, a man or a woman wandering through a forest would see an ancient path, an ancient road traveled upon by people in the past. He would follow it and would see an ancient city, an ancient capital that had been inhabited by people in the past with parks, groves, ponds and ramparts, a delightful place. Then the man would inform the king or royal minister, Sire, know that while wandering through the forest I saw an ancient path, an ancient road travelled upon by people in the past. I followed it and saw an ancient city, an ancient capital that had been inhabited by people in the past with parks, groves, ponds and ramparts, a delightful place, renovated city sire. Then the king or the royal minister would renovate the city and sometime later that city would become successful and prosperous, well populated, filled with people, attained to growth and expansion. So do monastics, I saw the ancient path, the ancient road travelled by the perfectly enlightened ones of the past. And what is that ancient path, that ancient road? It is just this noble eightfold path that is right view, right intention, right speech, right action, right livelihood, right effort, right mindfulness, right concentration. I followed that path and by doing so I have directly known aging and death, its origin, its cessation and the way leading to its cessation. And then, you know, he also, it goes on and I have directly known birth and directly known clinging, craving and so on. He goes through the whole Paticca uh, Samuppada to the... So that's just a little part of that sutta, but I, I think it's a very beautiful uh, simile, speaking of this ancient city. You know, this ancient road which has been travelled by so many before us. And we have the good fortune, you know, to have that knowledge. And we can, you know, put that knowledge into practice. And then through that, you know, living in that way and doing the best we can, we can, uh, you know, ripen this capacity of our mind and you know the noble eightfold path is not just uh, an ethical path but it's it's a it's it's a mind cultivation path which is based you know on the five precepts as a minimum and uh, you know it, it's often described as a, you know a very short in a nutshell it's it's spoken about avoid what is unskillful do what is good and purify the mind that's the Ovarapadimoka which is like like the short version you know and it speaks about you know first 
we need to abstain from unwholesome things and then after you know that has been done the next part is to cultivate the wholesome and then if that is done you know it will ripen in letting go you know letting go of uh, ignorance really and you know and we can see how necessary that is right now as we can really see how this ignorance is having huge repercussions because the way you know how we are living is is uh, you know really like um, very much unawares you know what repercussions our way of living has And you know, and then waking up to it, and and f and being kind of in complete um, chaos, not really knowing how to respond because it's it's such a complex society, it's such a complex situation. And then you know, we really need to recognize that this has obviously a lot to do with our minds that you know what we are creating is is just like the mirror image of how our minds are and how important it is you know that we are taking advantage of this opportunity of the noble full path and then you know it's not that then everything will be magically solved of course not you know but at least you know it gives us a foundation from which we can open ourselves to this human enterprise you know which we are all part of and you know to do our part basically to do what we can and you know to open ourselves to what is happening and to through that opening you know and by by standing on this foundation of the noble eightfold path we have the support you know to open and to respond rather than you know just trying to um, shut ourselves off from this uncertainty you know how is going to is it going to work out but just rather you know really kind of participate participate in that process which is like you know an evolutionary and a spiritual process you know happening at the same time and i think you know the spiritual path is is really the most worthwhile thing what we can do with our lives you know not only for ourselves but also you know what we can give to others through learning you know to develop 
the capacity to be with discomfort you know discomfort in the body discomfort in the mind discomfort in the heart you know the discomfort which comes when the going gets tough and i think at this time this is really the the core competency we have to develop that that tolerance you know for being in this time where we are transitioning from an old world view you know where we are seeing ourselves like as, as spoiled children who try to get everything they want from their parents and not wanting to take any responsibility growing out of that into a different way of being in the world And, uh, you know, and, and they cannot be learned other than through experience. We can't, like, learn that, you know, just, like, theoretically from, from the books or so. But it really has to come from, you know, enacting what we know to be true. You know, being motivated by, by compassion for all beings you know we are sharing this planet with and i think you know that is how it always is going to be you know that's how wisdom is cultivated you know wisdom in the sense of us you know growing up maturing on in a, in a spiritual level but also in an evolutionary way you know where we are seeing very clearly that if we are just, you know, looking out for ourselves, it just doesn't work because of the complete and utter interconnectedness of everything. And there's this very beautiful um, quote by Thich Nhat Hanh. He says, you know, we are here to awaken from the illusion of our separateness. You know, that's why we are here on this planet. We are not here to just, you know, enjoy ourselves and get what we want. But we are here to wake up from the illusion of our separateness. Or you can also call that, you know, to, to wake up to the fact of everything is empty of, of separate core. Everything is doesn't exist from its own side, but everything is a process. our bodies and you know everything all phenomena are processes and you know and 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 through cultivating our minds we are able to we can you know when i'm saying this or when i'm reading this we can theoretically understand it but obviously i know we haven't really fully understood it because otherwise we would live differently and uh, so that's you know that's really what this situation now is really calling us to t 
take on, take on that duty really to realize more fully our football potential. And I think, you know, really compassion and, and, and the Brahma Viharas are the the only way I feel, you know, how we can master the courage to actually enter more fully into into the arena of life. And uh, because you know this this noble eightfold path is is a path of healing, you know healing the heart, healing the mind, and through that the body and and you know and the ways how we are living in community and uh, healing you know that. Uh, split in the mind that dualism you know which is always about wanting more pleasant and wanting less unpleasant you know judging every experience from that uh, viewpoint because the noble eightfold path is certainly not about satisfying the ego you know it's not satisfying those wishes But it is, it's, you know, kind of freeing us from ignorance. And, you know, and, and the most encompassing way of how to express that what the ignorance is, ignorance is, you know, the illusion of separateness. And we are seeing, you know, in this time that this illusion of separateness is now getting to the point that is going to, you know, really kill us as a species, because it said, you know, by the ne by the end of the century, um, you know, temperatures will have risen to a degree that it's going to be increasingly impossible to exist in quite a few places on this planet which will wreak a lot of havoc of course and you know and if you look back in history man these things these situations have happened again and again you know that but because there were less people living on the planet it was less uh, evolved less death I suppose you know than what we are looking towards so it's a really serious uh, journey we are on but we do have this noble eightfold path you know this ancient road which has been traveled on you know by many many realized beings before us and we have the instructions we have the equipment we have everything needed you know and when the going gets tough you know that's the only 
thing which makes sense and it isn't about you know surviving you know do not dying or something because we need to die anyway but it's about you know dying well and doing the best we can for the time we are still around you know and and uh, cultivating those factors of enlightenment you know to you know cultivating fearlessness so we can really leap leap into the unknown because we don't know what's gonna happen and I think it's much better to just be with the not knowing than to because there's so many different theories of what what is going to happen and I think it's very important to keep an open mind and to really practice, you know, the, the Noble Eightfold Path, which is certainly not rocket science, you know. And even, you know, it's, it's leading us towards greater and greater capacity to embrace the mystery of of being part of this journey you know as human being on the planet but the details of the path are are very clear and they are not arbitrary so it's it's really important you know to keep keep the open mind keep a wide view and at the same time focusing on the details of the path you know which are based on the five precepts for example it's a very clear detail and uh, there's a beautiful poem in the in the bikuni arahant book about the path and it's bikuni badra her name means lucky and she said you always considered yourself lucky because things seemed to work out the way you wanted. Now luck has a different meaning. Lucky to be walking a path that finds peace in the arising and passing away of each present moment, regardless of how things work out or don't. And you know, and this is where I really take great uh, solace in that regardless of how things work out or not we do have this noble eightfold path and it's not dependent you know on if we get what we want and if we can you know prevent this or that but it's more about you know doing the best we can and then we have to let go and from that uh, cultivation, you know, we we really we do uh, become more and more resilient to know when there is something we can do and to do it. It's certainly not about you know uh, turning away and just like sitting on the cushion and not acting. It is, but it's it's bringing us a balance within that 
and you know there's this story which i have told you know probably a few times already in the past but i'm i want to share it again because i really like it and i haven't shared it for quite some time now so i think i can put it out again there's the story of this old you know the old uh, farmer who has only one horse in order you know to kind of plow his fields and one day the horse runs away and then everybody in the village say oh you know the poor farmer the horse has run away and now he doesn't have help you know for plowing his field this is all really terrible and the farmer is a wise man and he says who knows let's see and then you know two days later the horse comes back and it brings with with him with it it brings two more horses so suddenly he has three horses hey wonderful everybody says wow he's so lucky now he has three horses isn't that great and he says who knows let's see and then his son you know is helping to train those two new horses who came along and he gets you know he gets thrown off the horse and breaks his leg and then everybody says again oh the poor farmer you know his son broke his leg and now he can't help his father to plow the fields and isn't that all terrible and the man says who knows let's see so i think you get the gist of the story and then you know people are coming from the capital and they want to recruit uh, soldiers for the war so they they're gonna come and recruit all of the young able-bodied men but the son doesn't have to go because he has a broken leg you know and then everybody says again oh isn't he lucky you know his son doesn't have to go because he has a broken leg and on and on and on like this you know and this is life i think it's a very good story you know And of course, you know, it's not funny what's happening on the planet right now. It's it's absolutely not funny. But I think you know what I mean, you know. Sometimes we have to go through very, very narrow passageways in order to be squeezed enough so that we mature. because you know it's it's uh it's a mysterious universe and you know we we do have modern science and science has you know been able to present certain ways of thinking about what's happening out there or in there but really we don't know we don't know what this is all about but we do know you know that actions with intention have repercussions they have uh, results the law of karma and we do know you know that life doesn't end with death but death is only the opposite of birth And I think, you know, that's really when the going gets tough and when things don't make much sense and there's a lot of chaos, then it's really good to remember that.
And you know this, I'm reading it again. Where did I put the book here? This poem by Badra. You know, lucky to be walking a path that finds peace in the arising and passing away of each present moment, regardless of how things work out or don't. Because, you know, this Noble Eightfold Path is really, you know, chipping away at the ego, chipping away at our, you know, preferences and... Uh, you know, maturing more and more as 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 beings, so that we, you know, letting go of that need of judging things as good and bad, in terms of you know, if it's like, you know, supporting our agenda or not. But we do know, you know, from the Noble Eightfold Path, we know what's wholesome and what's unwholesome. And I think this is what we have to focus on. You know, in our minds, in our speech, in our action, this is what we can focus on. And we can start wherever we are, you know. We can start every time we sleep, we can start again. And then we do have this very ancient path which has been walked by many, many before us. And I think it's that's a, it's a great good fortune, you know, in the midst of the storm, we do have that clarity and we can come back to that clarity again and again. And, you know, and now it's, you know, the most important thing is to really gain as much as possible, you know, familiarize ourselves with it. So that, you know, even when we are really challenged, we can remember and we can keep our hearts open. And, you know, and do what we can. and trusting the process. But not, you know, like as a child, trusting the process, thinking, oh, mommy and puppy, you know, will, will take care of me, but trusting the process in the sense of, you know, there are laws of nature operating and, you know, the f action with intention bears fruit. We can trust that. And we can trust, you know, in, in, uh, in the meditation instructions that we can learn, you know, how to become conscious of how our mind works. And there are, you know, instructions how we can cultivate 
and we can you know bring that mind stream in the right direction that we can do So I think, you know, that's what I wanted to share with you and reading that quote of Dignatan one more time. We are here to awaken from the illusion of our separateness. That's what we have come, you know, to this planet for. So, you know, I like to stop here and then we have like another 10 minutes or so if, if any one of you maybe wants to make a comment or 